Entrepreneur on Fire 866. Cash is to your business like blood is to your body. If you don't have blood in your system, you're gone. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Don Fotopoulos. Don, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I'm prepared to ignite. (laughs) Absolutely. Don is on a mission to cut small business failure rates in half. Let's flame the fire to teach 1 million small business owners how to read their financial dashboards and thrive in any economy. She's already saved hundreds of businesses from bankruptcy. Don, given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally, then expound upon the biz. Oh, great. Well, I am Associate Professor of Business at the King's College right now, but that's my sixth career. I was a banker. I was a real estate investor. I was a Wall Street trader. I've done all kinds of crazy things. And I love being in the aha moment business. Well, I love that. And I love how you've had this career diversity. I mean, I think this gives you a really unique perspective and it's going to really do a lot about, it really kind of shape the conversation that we're going to have. But please continue. Well, I've launched 80 different businesses wow. and product lines in six different industries in wow. my life. Wow. Either individually or as part of a team. And so it doesn't mean I know everything, but it means that I have a really broad and deep background in a lot of the the industries that these small business owners are starting businesses in. And I got to tell you, John, you know, I just can't stand on the sidelines anymore and watch really smart, motivated, capable people go down because they just don't understand the absolute basics of running a business. So I I took a poll among 5,000 small business owners and I asked a simple true false question. A P&L and a net income statement are the same thing. False. Yes, meant, sorry? False. It's actually a true statement. See, I was a guess. I knew I was 50. <laughs> I knew it was a 50 50. Well, wait, wait, wait. So you're not alone. So out of 100 people, now this is a 5,000, right? How many out of 100 do you think actually knew that that was a true statement? 20. You are so optimistic. Try one. What? So I was in the 99 percentile? Yeah, <laughs> you were. But here's the thing, okay? If you're mortgaging your house and you're putting the future of your family at risk and you don't know that very, very, very basic thing, it doesn't mean that you're stupid. It just means that you just never learned it. And why does it matter? It matters because the way you're going to have a profitable business in any economy is you got to manage your, for example, your cash flow and your profitability. 
And that doesn't mean getting more customers. It means managing what you have a whole lot better. So do you know how many people have said to me, I'm working 18 hours a day. I can't make any money. I'm killing myself for 17 years. I just got off the phone with a guy a day ago, right? 17 years I'm at this. I can't make any money. And you got to say to yourself, are these people just like, are they out of their minds? Or is there something going on here that if we can fix it, we can change their lives? And I tell you, you know, with all of your, your listeners as my witness, that I have the answer. And the answer is, we, if you're going to play a game, you got to learn how to keep score. And I teach them how to keep score. So it's really, you know, reading your financials, oh my gosh, could it be more boring, <laughs> right? Could it be more boring? But what they really are is it's a mirror to your business. That's what they are. So you don't have to be an accountant and you don't have to be a bookkeeper. You know, those people have their jobs, but they're not going to run your business any more than your mechanic is going to drive your car. Ooh, I like that analogy. Okay. And I love how you use the word financial dashboard too, Don, because it really makes me less, like, I guess I should say yawny, if that's a word. Like, I'm not yeah. falling asleep quite so quickly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is a dashboard. Like, I can deal with dashboards. Like, I want to see, like, the, the greens and the reds and how they match up. Well, yeah, and not only that, but, you know, before any of us who have driver's licenses got on the open road, what happened? We sat in a classroom, and it was a little boring, but they told us what the speedometer told you, right? It told you why it was important that you knew what the speedometer was telling you. Uh, it was important that you understood how much gas you had in your tank. And oh, by the way, if you don't pay attention to that, you know, you're on the side of the road at two o'clock in the morning. Not a good idea. So what I do is I take the financial, I take a car dashboard and we use that as an analogy for your financial dashboard. And I got to tell you, it's been so much fun to get the emails from people who have read my book, Accounting for the Number Phobic, because everybody's number phobic. Mm -hmm. They may not admit it, but they really are. And I was among them. Okay. And part of the reason why I'm so passionate is because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of the fence. And, um, and they'll just say things like, man, I wish I had this book 20 years ago, 15 oh. years ago, 10 years ago when I started, it would have saved me so much pain. Don, I'm really excited to be diving into the depths of really what you've mastered and what you've created here because it is going to save our listeners, Fire Nation, so much future pain, heartache, and, you know, like you mentioned, nose to the grindstone 18 hours a day for 17 years and not a dollar to show for it. I mean, what kind of life is that? And that's it doesn't, right. it doesn't have to be that way, Fire yeah. Nation. Yeah, that's really true. And Fire Nation, you know, I, I applaud you, John, for even talking about this topic because most, um, you know, radio hosts, they want to talk about the sexy stuff, you know, social media and startup and all this. And so, for example, um, I've been tweeting about Shark Tank, right? And and so here are these guys that become shark bait. They get up there, they think they have a cool <laughs> idea, and they think that's enough. Yeah. And then, you know, a Mark Cuban asks the question, well, you know, what's your gross margin? And they collapse. Well, guess what? You don't run your business on revenues. You run it on gross margin. Huh? That's true. You run it on gross margin. So it doesn't matter what your revenues are. You know, I had a jewelry designer and this guy was getting 10% gross margins for every item that he sold. He was actually losing money, but he didn't know that. So the way he thought he was going to solve the problem was to get more customers and grow his business. And all he did was di dig himself into a deeper hole. Somebody like a, a billionaire like Mark Cuban, he gets that. So, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do is 
I'll I'll never be a great photographer, John. You know, I'm I'm not a graphics designer. I don't have any of those skills, but I can equip those great people who have all that wonderful knowledge and I can equip them so they don't become a statistic. So here are two things that you need to know about and everybody in Ignite Nation needs to know about. Fire Nation rather. Um they got to know that by 2020, 40% of the employable U.S. population are going to be solopreneurs. 40%. Wow. And the second thing that's happening is 50% failure rates used to be in six years. Now it's in five years. We're trending four years. So they're failing faster and there are more of them. That's a problem. So the reason why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing now is I absolutely have seen when a small business owner gets on their feet and they've got a future and a hope and they know exactly what direction they need to charge into, um, we save households, we save families, we save communities. I mean, the multiplier effect is unbelievable. And I'm looking at those two statistics on the horizon and I want to get ahead of them because there is no reason in the world why half of these businesses should be going bankrupt. There's no reason. It's simply because they don't, understand what's going on in their company so when they're making decisions they're making decisions that are counterproductive but once they see it because I've also trained like hundreds of small business owners face-to-face through the Kaufman Fast Track program here in New York once they see it face-to-face the light bulb goes off over their heads (laughs) and they'll look at me and they go OMG now I know you know exactly what I need to do and then I'm like so excited because I manage myself out of a job. I love that. So, Don, there's so many things that I really want to focus on. I mean, number one, Fire Nation, you need to be better at the basics. You need to build that foundation first before you set off and conquer the world. I mean, like you were talking about, Don, you know, we, we all want to talk about, you know, to go back to this house analogy, like the, the shutters on the house, you know, it was like social media and the furniture within, you know, it was like Twitter and Facebook and yep. podcasting and blogging, like all these sexy things. But what is your foundation sitting upon? You know, is it sitting on a foundation of financial strength or a That's financial right. financial hollowness? And those two stats you kicked out, 40% of people are going to be solopreneurs, you know, coming up in a handful of years. And there's a 50% five-year failure rate trending towards four years. That is absolutely scary. You know, that's people... They're walking away from all those years of work with almost nothing in a lot of cases, except the experience, which does count for a lot, but not with dollars in their pockets. That's right. And it doesn't pay the bills, John. It doesn't you pay know? the bills. We all have bills to pay. And, you know, he, here's the thing. I mean, I did turnarounds when I was a vice president at Citibank. I ran marketing for three departments at Citibank. And I did turnarounds there simply because the economy was bad. And I had all these clients and a lot of them were small business owners. And I would sit down and I was probably the only crazy person that would write business plans for these people. I'm not in that. I'm not doing that anymore. But, you know, and coaching them to understand if they made a decision today, what the implication is going to be three months, six months down the road. And the other thing, too, that was so important, like I was a banker, right? So uh, chapter eight of my book, Accounting for the Number Phobic, uh, is entitled uh, – how to win friends and influence bankers. And what I do is I pull aside the scrim and make my readers insiders as to how banks think and how investors think. You know, if you 
ever in your lifetime want to apply for a loan of any size, if you want to, if you want to reach investors of any kind, you got to think the way they think and they are all about the numbers and the numbers don't have to be complicated. I mean, I had a woman, it was so funny. I was giving a seminar and it was 7.30 in the morning. I thought two people would show up. You know, we had fire code restrictions. It was like hysterical. There were 150 people in the room. And I talked about accounts receivables, okay? How unsexy could it be? So a talk about accounts receivable was just basically all the people that owe you money, right? So she jumps up in the middle of my talk and she goes, are you kidding me? That's what AR is? I said, yeah. She said, I've been in business 10 years. I didn't know that's what AR is. I said, <laughs> yeah. She says, I got $45,000 in accounts receivable. I said, uh-huh. What are you going to do about that? She goes, that's my money. I said, yes, it is. She said, I got to call and collect that money. I said, that's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> she didn't even stay for the rest of the talk. You know, this woman was off to the races. But um, Don, so, I want to cut you off here for a second. Yeah, so, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, you're so passionate. You're so excited. You're sharing all these great things. I kind of want to bring in, you know, all of this and, and refocus it a little bit because I really think you could help our listeners in a very proactive way today. And that is, you know, really by focusing on who you're speaking to. You know, we're talking to entrepreneurs, to solopreneurs, to small business owners. If you could just have my audience in a room, which you do right now, Don, you have them in a room, what would you say to them for the basics? Where do we start to even start checking the pulse of where we're at financially? Okay. It's a really good question. And I know I'm going to sound self-promoting, so you're going to forgive me. I forgive you. Okay. Well, for 10 years, I was looking for a book that I could point people to because nobody sane wants to write a book. It's just absolutely the most insanity effort. It is insanity. But I wrote the book because there was nothing out there. And I hired a Disney artist to make it funny. It's the only (laughs) accounting book that will make you laugh. So what I, so what, what, people should do is they should get a hold of the book and for a big hot $9.99 they can download it on Amazon and it's accounting for the number phobic and I take you through it step by step bit by bit okay check check we definitely get that but now let's really get to a couple specifics that are within this book of course okay okay so here's okay so there are really only two I, I mean initially there are really only two statements you should look at on a regular basis okay the first thing is you got to know how much cash you have in the business and how much cash you're going to need i mean it's really that simple we need to do that in our personal lives yeah. it's no different in a business so your cash flow statement you should be looking at on a weekly basis and if you don't know how to do that find a bookkeeper for a big hot 25 bucks an hour who can show you how to do that where do you find bookkeepers Bookkeeper, you know, Bench.co is a great company. They got bookkeepers all over the U.S. I would also look at the Intuit um, Pro Advisor Network because they're all Intuit, uh, very Intuit savvy. Most of them are bookkeepers. Some are CPAs and the CPAs will charge you more money. But honestly, you don't need a CPA to be a bookkeeper. You just need somebody who's certified. Um, So those are two places where I would mine people in your geography um, and then just take a look at the comments about them, right? Find find someone who can come in and put your books in order and basically keep them in order. So maybe for 60 bucks or 70 bucks a month, which sounds like a lot of money, but it will save you 
hours of time. And also, it'll save you a lot of money in accounting fees when you have to do your taxes at the end of the year because the bookkeeper's all, already done the heavy lifting. I mean, I know so many people that take their receipts and their bank statements and they throw them in a shoebox and give them to an accountant who's got to make sense, some sense out of that at 250 bucks an hour. That may, that's ridiculous. Okay, we have, we have our bookkeeper. Okay, good. So now we have our bookkeeper and, we're, and we ask the bookkeeper to pull a cash flow statement once a week. And that cash flow statement tells us how much cash or blood flow, basically, we have in our accounts. And then we need to look at that cash flow statement and we need to look at our expenses and say, how much expenses do I expect in the next 30, 60 days? And you know what? We know that number. We really do. We know how much rent we have to pay. We know what our phones cost. We know, you know, we know that stuff. And we need to see, do we have enough cash to pay the bills for the next 60 days? And if the answer is we don't, something has to change. We either have to reduce our expenses or we got to get a credit line to bridge us or something. But we can't wait until our back is up against the wall and we, we have all these expenses and we don't have the cash and oh my gosh, I'm bankrupt, hmm. right? So the cash flow statement to me is the first place that I would go to keep my eye on the ball. Because cash is to your business like blood is to your body. If you don't have blood in your system, you're gone, You're gone, right? Same thing in a business. You don't have cash, you're done. So cash flow, mission critical, step one. Step two, I look at your profit and loss statement and I'd look to see if your gross margin is at least 30%, and that you, I would pull on a monthly basis. And again, your bookkeeper can do that. So your P&L, your net income statement, they're all the same thing. Okay, define gross margin. Uh, gross margin is the same thing as gross profit, which may be a little easier to understand. So if I'm selling a t-shirt, if a t-shirt costs me 10 bucks to make, and I sell it for 15, my gross profit is five bucks. It's $5 above what it costs me to make it. Right. So what that five dollars really is, is that five dollars is the is the amount of profit that I have to work on to pay all my bills. So out of that five bucks per T-shirt, I have to pay my lights and my phone and my lawyers and my accounts and all that other stuff and my web designers and my web developers and all of that. So that's why I said earlier, you run your business on gross margin. You don't run it on revenues because revenues also includes the cost of the item, right? If I'm selling it for 15, 10 of that is what it cost me. Five of it is what I'm getting in profit. Right. So if you sell like three of those, you're like, oh, my, my revenues are 45 bucks. And you're like, yeah, but your gross margin is 15. That's right. Good for you. You <laughs> win the car in the refrigerator behind Yay. door number two, okay? You know, I did so, win a car and the price is right, just saying. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. But, yeah, but, that, but that's right. So you really only have $15 to work with not the 45. So here's the big head fake. If I can reduce my costs from $10 to $8 or $5 and still charge 15 because everybody loves my t-shirts, I get a bigger, fatter, gross margin. I'm not exploiting my customers. They don't have to buy my t-shirts. But if they love them and I can be really smart about how I manufacture them, then instead of making a $5 gross margin, maybe I can flip the equation, I can make actually $10 for every t-shirt that I sell. Well, how cool is that? I don't have to work as hard to generate gross margin or gross profit. 
So what my the game, the way you win at the game is not to get more customers or necessarily even to sell a whole lot more, but it's to squeeze more juice from the orange, to get more profitability out of what you're already doing. So my whole blog at Best Small Biz Help and the book and all of that really teaches strategy, not just reading your financial state. Reading your financial statements is like reading the thermometer in the morning. You know, the thermometer doesn't tell you how to dress. But if you're smart enough, you understand the implications that if it's 95 degrees Fahrenheit outside, it's probably a good idea not to wear a fur coat, right? So reading the financials is turning data or information into intelligence, the same way that reading the thermometer gives you intelligence about the environment. Reading your financials gives you intelligence about what's actually going on, what's working and what's not working in the business. Don, has anybody ever told you you are really good with analogies? Yes, they have. And that's why I get the aha moments that I do, John. (laughs) Do you use some of these analogies in your Disney artistic work? Because I can just see some of these analogies coming to life visually. Oh, yeah, absolutely we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, Ron Bucalo, who is a 20-year Disney veteran, illustrated uh, Numberphobic. And he's a very, very funny man. (laughs) And the first time I sat down with him, I said, okay, I'm going to give you the hardest job you've ever had. You have to make accounting funny. And he said, oh, my gosh, I know nothing about accounting. So the the pay dirt for me was when I had the book launch in October. It was a big book rally, and it was a lot of fun, and he was there. And we had this great big whiteboard, and everybody was just writing all their best wishes. It was really cute. And he wrote he, – he designed like this little elf in the corner, and the elf had a big bubble on it. And he said, I actually understood what I was illustrating. That's <laughs> 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 so great. Uh, okay, so I want to run through some things here. So we were talking about, number one, get a bookkeeper. Like, you can't recreate the wheel. You can't spend all of your time trying to do something you don't understand anyways. You're probably going to do it wrong. You should yep. be out there improving your gross margins anyways. So get a bookkeeper. Yep. Cash flow statement, incredibly important. Be looking yep. at your expenses, you know, what those expenses are going to be in the next 30 to 60 days. And then the yep. P&L statement, like what are your gross margins and how can you improve those? You know, how can you squeeze more blood from that turn up? And so, Don, you know, what we typically do here and what I love about this interview is it's different. You know, a lot of times the interviews are very guest focused and, you know, inward focused because you do have a lot to share. So we'll, we'll have to bring you back on Entrepreneur on Fire to really tell your story, your journey. I'm sure it's a fascinating one, but what you're doing right now is of such, such service and it's, you know, also doing a great job, you know, talking about accounting for the number phobic. So it's a win-win, but I'd love to kind of turn these questions that I want to ask, not to what your biggest weaknesses and what your biggest strengths are, but talk to me or, or answer these questions as what most people's biggest strengths are when it comes to accounting and what their biggest weaknesses are when it comes to the financial dashboard. Like, let's keep this theme that we've already built up and keep okay. it focused on Fire Nation because we've already started down this road. I think it'd be really powerful to end this way. Okay. Well, I would say that um, if, if we want to start with greatest strengths, Everybody that I've ever met, no matter if they're teaching pole dancing for fitness or if they're developing medical devices, um, are passionate about what they do. And they're the best of us, John. 
They are. They're the hardest working. They're the most self-sacrificing. I love these people. And thank God for them that somebody's out there crazy enough to start a small business. So their greatest strength is that they're experts at what they do. They're passionate about it. And they're willing to go to the wall to do whatever it takes to make it successful. So, you know, you can't buy that. You can't train that. It's either in you or it isn't. And I would say that that's their greatest strength. Their greatest weakness is that... A lot of them are running in the wrong direction. They're running flat out, 120 miles an hour, but they're running in the wrong direction. And all I'm trying to do is help coach them to see not only what they're doing wrong, but where the opportunities are so that they don't wake up 10, 15 years later and say, what did I do with those last 15 years? Wow. You know, so that's really what it's about. And, you know, and maybe it's not even so much running in the wrong direction. You know, maybe a better analogy here, you know, I'm trying to step up and kind of uh, show that I can give an analogy every now and then is because they're working so hard. You know, they're just filling up this bucket with all of their energy, their blood, sweat and tears. And they're doing a great job doing it. But there's just a massive hole at the bottom of the bucket. Like yeah, there's that's nothing right. that's keeping it there. Yeah. Like it's not growing their savings. And so they are looking back over the 15 years and they're saying, wow, I was doing the work that I loved. Hopefully they can say that, but I have nothing to show for it. And yeah. that's really sad. So yeah. what's a habit, Don, that you wish more entrepreneurs and solopreneurs had? The habit is really what you described earlier, John. You know, the the first habit is um, first not to be afraid to learn this stuff because if I can learn it, anybody can learn it. I mean, I teach it now, but when I started Bedazzled, you know, a thousand years ago, I didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I was learning the hard way. So the first habit is to be teachable. And um, this the second habit is... Pulling your cash flow statement and your P&L on a regular basis and not being afraid to look at it. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that would completely change people's lives if they were willing to do that. Love it. So Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free and get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you. Branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of stats, 
dramatic. It's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through all the noise. Building a brand is a really exciting process, so get pumped up about it. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it all online, 99designs is a great place to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Dawn, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. What is the best advice that you could give to entrepreneurs and solopreneurs? First thing is to fail fast and to fail small. In other words, you don't know if you have a real business. You got to go out into the marketplace. You got to test your assumptions and do it in a small way where if it does fail, it's not going to put you into bankruptcy. So fail fast and fail small. So this question is going to be focused towards you because I think that it could really help our listeners to know a habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success. I have a stop doing list. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, listen, there is no end to the stuff that we should be doing, <laughs> right? But I have, I'm really brutal about putting a stop doing list together. I'm brutal about how I invest my time. I, I do everything I can to not waste time. So yeah, I have a stop doing list. And, they, and the stuff on that stop doing list, by the way, could be really interesting stuff, but I'm very focused on what's going to drive my mission forward. Love and it. I will put it on there and I will abandon it if that's the right thing to do. <laughs> so I have bench.co as one, but do you have another internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I read certain people on a regular basis. Reva Lazonsky, L-E-S-O-N-S-K-Y, has something called Go Big Media, Grow Big Media, and she's just a great lady. She was one of the senior editors at uh, Entrepreneur.com for many years, Entrepreneur Magazine, and I think she's an amazing bellwether. So I read her. Ivana Taylor of um, Small Business Trends has great things to say. I read her as well. So... Um, Jane Applegate. I mean, these are some of the people that I would just follow wherever they show up. And there's one other person who I just think is amazing. And her name is Leslie Barber. And she's head of small business engagement at Intuit. And she's a great, great lady. And she's very passionate about small business. Um, so, so those are the people that I follow, but the resource online would be uh, Community for Self-Employed, which is also backed by Intuit. And there's there's some great stuff on there. It's a great community. They're growing it like mad. It's on a Mighty Bell platform. So Community for Self-Employed, if it doesn't cost anything to sign up. If you have a question, you throw it out there to the community and you get some really solid answers. I, I actually engage on that platform. If you could recommend one book for our listeners to join Accounting for the Number Phobic on our show notes page, what would that book be and why? Mike McCallowitz just wrote a book, Profits First. And he's a very sharp guy and he's very down to earth and he totally gets this. And so I would say a wonderful companion book would be um, Profits First. Absolutely. I love that. He's actually a great past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. I got him to tears, Dawn. We had a different kind of conversation than you and I had, but it was uh-huh. a, a powerful one as well. So if you can spell his last name, Fire Nation, you'll find his interview. And Dawn, I really want to end it today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. 
Oh, great. Well, I'm going to give everybody out there my personal email. I get queasy just saying that. But yeah, I you want should. This is yeah, nerve-wracking. I, I, yeah, I totally want everybody to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. It's at D Photopolis, my first initial and my last uh, my last name, F-O-T-O-P-U-L-O-S. Um, or you can just send me an email at dphotopoulos at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. dphotopoulos at gmail.com. Fire Nation. Take her up on this. You can tell she is a wealth of energy, knowledge, passion, and just reach out, ping her. Say, hey, I'm part of Fire Nation. I heard you. I thought that what you shared was powerful. I have a question for you, or I have a thank you for you, or anything. And Fire Nation, just remember that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Don and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Don, D-A-W-N. I'm not going to make you spell her last name. In the search bar, her show notes page will pop right up with her contact information, with all the resources that were shared today. Don, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.